Hello, welcome to the Why Bother Radio Hour, episode 2. I'm Marcus Bernacci. This is the Halloween special episode, so hopefully we'll be telling you some scary-ass shit today. Tonight, today, we have a special guest, and he is a very nerdy guy. He's a very fun guy. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He's awesome. He's so cool, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Here we go. Hey, guys. My name is Dewey Stewart. I am in second-year acting conservatory here at York University. My first love is Ghostbusters, my second love is Ninja Turtles, and everything after that is peaches and cream. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Where does Superman sit on that? Superman, he's kind of third on uh, that scale. Okay. I got Ghostbusters, I got Ninja Turtles, and then I got Superman. I'm going to close my door because I can see a housemate coming in right now. Okay. Yeah, fuck that shit. There we go. Okay, so we are in um, Dewey's bedroom right now. It is fucking nerd paradise. One, it looks very nice. It's very clean. My apartment's a fucking <laughs> terrible mess. But his is just covered in all kinds of nerd posters and nerd paraphernalia. And he's got his own really cool um, Ghostbusters like uh, cosplay. And he has a cute uniform. Uniform. Yeah. Yeah, it's fuck cosplay. This is, this is legit. <laughs> he's got a fucking proton pack that looks so fucking cool. And I was just... Um, Fuck, tell me where you got this thing. What's the story behind that, dude? So, um, huge story behind it, actually. I, um, I've been a huge Ghostbusters fan for, ever since I was probably three, and just recently, within the last maybe year or two, I, uh, I started kind of looking around the internet for more Ghostbuster stuff, and then I realized there's actually a whole bunch of different groups around the world that uh, dress up as Ghostbusters with actual movie-like costumes. Yeah. Sorry, uniforms. Okay. Okay. And, um... And it's funny, because for the longest time, I'm like, I'm the only Ghostbusters nerd I've ever met, but it turns out there's actually a huge community of them mm. um, that are just about anywhere and everywhere in the world. So I found this website called GB Fans, which stands for GhostbustersFans.com, and uh, found a whole bunch of the stuff. You can get the official uniform, you can get the patch, you can get parts to build your own proton pack, you can do all this stuff. Yes. And then uh, while doing all that and uh, looking at Comic-Cons, because I wanted to start going to cons... Um, I've been to one, nice. and uh, while uh, looking up all that, I actually found a group called the Ontario Ghostbusters. No way! And uh, I met them a f- like I think three or four times now. They're great guys; like they're super cool. Um, I've told them that I'm interested in joining their group a few times, and they've always just been saying like, you know, we're at full max capacity in the future, but you know, we're always glad to see you or whatever. And that and that's awesome of them. But um, so as soon as I saw this, I thought, what else? could I do that would make me as happy as to dress up as a Ghostbuster and and what they do is that they actually raise money for charity. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what better feeling is there than dressing up like a Ghostbuster, being a Ghostbuster, interacting with the public, being a leader, and helping out someone who needs your help. Like that's gonna blow a job, I don't know. That's right, like that I mean like that's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. So I started looking, um I uh, got the suit and all that other stuff for my birthday. My mom and dad kind of bought me like little pieces at the time because it's expensive. I'm not gonna lie. I can imagine. Um, and then I looked at dad and I said, "Dad, I want a pack." And he said, "Okay, well, let's look at some stuff." And um, for the longest time, I went on GB Fans, started looking at all the different parts and stuff. Insanely expensive. If you want to build from scratch and order all the stuff online, it's probably around. Twelve hundred dollars to get a decent one. Oh yeah. Um. After well, and also it's more expensive for us though because we had to get it shipped here in Canada and all that other stuff. So yeah, that kind of um builds up quite a bit. But um, I thought 
I am not, I, I do not work well with my hands. That's why I'm an actor. I don't, I don't work, I don't, I'm not a mechanic or anything like that. Yeah. I can't build stuff worth shit, so, um, I kept on uh, asking the Ontario Ghostbusters, I said, you know, is there any help you can give me while I started to build my pack? Is there anything that I can do so that I don't mess this up? Because if I'm spending this much money, I don't want to mess it up. Mm. And, uh, they just kind of gave me all these different references from, uh, GB fans. And, uh, and I appreciate it, and I, and I really liked it, but, and I checked them out, and they were pretty easy to follow, but... There's still a little bit of hesitation, and I'm like, I don't want to mess anything up. Mm. So, actually, one of the members, um, one of their founders, I believe, um, ended up getting buying his first Proton Pack, already made. And then he kind of learned how it worked, kind of tinkered with it a little bit, and then after that he built his own. Mm. And, of course, everything was perfect, because he knew exactly what he had to do based off his first pack. Yeah. So, that's what I'm going to do. So, I've had this one now for... A little, almost a year, and um, I'm learning how to keep it um, maintained, how to keep it clean, and how the electronics work. Um, so I got it off eBay. Okay. Yeah, actually, and uh, for a price that I rather not say. Right, I got that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome. Like the guy pretty much did everything for me. The mechanics don't like the lights and sounds don't work that great, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's more than what I could have done. So, I, I love it right now, and, um, yeah, I've only worn it out in public, I think, two or three times. I did one for a Frosh event this year. Um, I did it out at home for a little while when I finally got it, and I just put on the whole suit just because I... Because fuck yeah. Yeah, because I fucking wanted to. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then, actually, the last time I wore it, um, I actually got to meet Dan Aykroyd. Hell yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, it was fantastic, and he got to sign my pack, too, so... Nice. It's signed, so if I ever do make another pack, I might just take the Cyclotron part where he signed off this one and put it on the new one because that's pretty awesome. Because, yeah, it's fucking dinner. Yeah. There you go, man. Yeah, exactly. Holy so, shit. Yeah. That's the story of the pack. That's fucking awesome. I'm so yeah. in love with you right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a cool story. So, did you ever... Are they like the 501st Legion, the Ghostbusters Club? No, what the fuck's it called? Ontario Ghostbusters. Ontario Ghostbusters, sorry. Yeah. Are they like the 501st Legion? Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, they, they pre- their 501st Legion is usually at all the different events that the Ontario Ghostbusters are at. Um, like, at least, like, Fan Expo or any other kind of con, they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do lots, like I said, they do lots of charity work outside of different cons. Um, I know uh, they post a lot of pictures all the time about going to different schools and um, teaching the kids how to use the equipment and all the different <laughs> terms of Ghostbusters, and that, that makes me happy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. I love that shit. This is how you zap a ghost, kids. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this Halloween, are you, are you going to be doing anything with your outfit? Your uh, uniform, rather? This is the terrible part. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, there is a pub night tomorrow, uh, tonight. Wow, that's tonight. I would like to go, um, but wearing uh, an expensive pack on your back always kind of puts that little bit of anxiety in the back of your head. Yeah. Um, especially at a bar. Especially at a bar. And at the, and at the fucking ab... I don't know if you ever felt, like, knock one of those chairs over, but those chairs fucking, you just touch them and they fall over. Oh, yeah. And then you think, oh, God, how many drinks did I have? No, there's poorly built. Yeah, exactly. So, not too sure. Probably won't do it. Um, I, I have a lot of homework this week anyway. Um, I'm going to a Halloween party tomorrow night, mm-hmm. but uh, we had this thing we're all going to dress up as people from Top Gun, so. Okay. Yeah, so I'm dressing like, up as Goose tomorrow. You got a Top Gun outfit. Yep. So there you go. Yep, so I'm rocking that. So, sadly, I don't think I'm going to have a chance to wear it this year. 
Um, except for maybe Halloween night, I might just put it on just because I can. Mm. Do a little neighborhood sweep in the village, maybe take pictures with people if they want to. Nice. Because that's usually what happens whenever I do wear it. I usually get people asking me for, for pictures, and that feels pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That must be awesome. Fuck. Mm-hmm. There you go, man. Okay, so, um, what the hell else do you... Are you into Star Wars? Are you into Batman? Uh, Batman. Uh, I like Batman. Uh, he used to be my favorite superhero until I found Superman. I click more with Superman. Okay. He's the OG. Um, but I, I definitely do appreciate a good Batman. I'm really excited for the new Batman uh, Superman. versus Superman. Oh, yeah. And also Suicide Squad. That looks amazing. <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I made a few of those sounds towards that trailer. Yo, yeah, I, I definitely did. Every time they show a trailer from one of these, like, uh, like genre movies, I always kind of, like, get chills through yeah. my body, seriously. Yeah. And they had, just the other day, they put a, a bunch of new images from Suicide Squad online. And every time there's a new image from Suicide Squad, you always get, like, this big fan reaction of, Fuck this shit! Yeah. Which is so weird. It's like, you love this shit. Why the fuck are you complaining there's a movie about it? It's gonna be... It looks god. Like, who cares? That's the that's the one thing that I love and dislike about some fanboys because sometimes they just take it a little too far and I'm like you realize it'll never be perfect to anyone's standards you just gotta take it look like first of all it's fucking fiction right yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> that's like, not that's real that's my biggest thing right there yeah it's fiction yeah. <laughs> number two one Suicide Suicide Squad movie is better than no Suicide Squad movie correct a Batman vs Superman movie is better than no Batman or Superman movie just mm-hmm. like just take that shit as it comes like fuck if there was no I love Spider-Man if there was no Spider-Man movies I'd be really upset if they only made like one of them then I'd be like well at least we got the one yeah it was okay exactly so like any fucking genre of superhero movie, I kind of should I fucking love it. Yeah. Okay. So Star Wars. You know Star Wars? Um, I uh, I definitely like Star Wars. I definitely used to be more passionate about it than what I am now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I am excited for uh, Episode Seven. That's gonna be sweet. You watched all the trailers? I think. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the fact they got Harrison Ford back. Wow. Like that little. Uh, I forget what he says in the first trailer I saw. The first trailer he says, "Chewie, we're home." Yeah. When he said that, I could only imagine the Everyone people that are in crying. love with it. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, like, oh. Yeah. Well, that that was cool. I'm definitely going to go see that. Oh, my God, me too. I'm so excited for that shit. I get yeah. chills, and I get, like, a little, like, really emotional every time I hear one. <laughs> just walk. I, I just heard one of the trailers the other day. Like, I'd already seen it, and then I just kind of heard it in the background, and I was like, ah, I got chills. I got really kind of emotional. I'm just fucking listening to this shit. Yeah. And fucking, they're, they're playing, like, the, um, the, some of the music from, like, the older films from, like, Empire Strikes Back in there, and then, like, you hear, like, Han Solo say... It's real, the Jedi, the dark side, everything. Oh, it's all true. In the first film, this is the fucking guy who was like, no, poke your religions and ancient weapons is no match for good blaster at your side. He didn't believe in any of that shit. And now he's a fucking believer, and it's so cool. I just love this shit. Fuck. Yeah. No, Go on about it, man. It's going to be great. I, I think it's going to be cool. Um, I know I have my roommate. He's actually pretty skeptical about it. Fuck um, that. But, uh... There's no way this movie doesn't, like break every fucking record possible yeah. in terms of like uh, what it makes at the box office and I bet you it's going to be fucking awesome it looks pretty awesome I'm not going to lie it does look really awesome at first I wasn't sure I was just kind of like okay it's been a while Let's. they're just doing another Star Wars whatever but uh, then I saw some stuff and I read and no I, I think it's going to be good I, I've definitely changed my views on it at first I was just like okay don't ruin a good thing but it looks good yeah. it looks really freaking good oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, baby. All right, so why do you like Superman? Because I've never met a Superman fan. Superman. So, the reason why I like Superman is because I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. 
Mm-hmm. I like to believe in the good in people. I like to believe in good in the world. I often believe that we focus too much on the negative mm-hmm. as a society. Um, I believe Superman stands for stands for that. Especially the new Man of Steel. I loved Man of Steel. I like that too. Yeah. He stands for hope. Like I, I just I just I feel for him because he sees the good in a society which is rather filled with negatives. Yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that. and I, and I just love it. And he's. He's always, his intention is always to do the good deed. Whereas opposed to, like, a Batman I love, like, he's badass. Like, nobody, nobody can disagree with that. He's badass. Yeah. And, but he's kind of the anti-hero. And, uh... I guess so. And, but kind of like the vigilante kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and I love that. Like, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Arrow. Like, that's just badass. Yeah. Like, that's sweet. But I, 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 if I, if, if I were to be a superhero, I'd probably... Connect more with Superman, right? Because that's the kind of like deals and morals that I uphold. And I plus, I mean, it's he's Superman. I mean, he's, he's the, the original. OG. He is the first motherfucking yeah, superhero. Yeah, exactly. I was just like every single superhero could beat Superman or whatever. Blah blah blah. I'm like, uh, no, he's Superman. That's why his name is Superman. He is Superman. There you go. Right? right. Fuck yeah. So I mean, it's gonna be cool. Did you ever read that Superman Spider-Man crossover? I didn't actually. Me neither. But I want to. It's just hard to come by that mm-hmm. one thing. I recently just read Superman Red Sun, though. How was that? It was awesome. Did you get it at the library? Uh, no, I actually got it for my birthday from a bunch of my friends, and uh, yeah, that was a cool comic. I loved it. Nice. Mm. They, got, they got it at the fucking York Library, of all things. They got a couple of like, some of the original Superman comics from like 3940 yeah. up there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. No, I need to go check it out. I, I'm taking a comic... Uh, Comics cartoons right now. The glass is called, and we studied Superman a little bit, and so we got to kind of find out like the origins of Superman, how he's created and shit, the kind of time period he came out in, and um, we got to read the first I don't know the first bunch of Superman comics, and uh, it's fucking interesting as hell, dude. That's pretty cool. You probably know more than I do already, but did you know he was a fucking like villain when he was originally conceived? Yeah, that's not insane. Yeah, it's pretty intense can't conceive of that shit. And also, fun fact for you, I'm sorry to offend anyone out there, but Superman is Canadian, in case anyone wants to know. Or Jewish, I don't know, it depends on your perspective. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But, uh, because the, the, the Daily Planet is actually based off an old building here in Toronto. No it's, shit, yeah, really? Yeah, it's based off, uh, I forget the name of the building now, and uh, the original creator of Superman was Canadian. Yeah, one of them. Uh, yeah, one was of them it, was, was, it, was it Joe Shuster? Yeah, Schuster. Schuster, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I love that, and, uh, that's the only thing that kind of nicks me whenever I watch a Superman movie is when they have him standing in front of the American flag and just kind of like, ah. <sighs> All right, you're still Superman. I'll take it, but whatever. There was uh, there's this comic. I think it's written by Brian K. Vaughn. Someone's going to shoot me if it's wrong. But it was called uh, We Stand on Guard, and it takes place 100 years from now, and there's like a war between America and and Canada, mm-hmm. basically America just bombs the fuck out of us, and there's only like a few like survivors left in, in Canada, and they're kind of doing their thing. I only read the first issue, but there's like a, a part where it's like a page long, like a monologue of this guy explaining why uh, Superman is Canadian, how it's like a, a some long ass metaphor for being a Canadian in the world. I don't quite remember it, but I remember thinking, eh, that's kind of cool. And then I think the guy got shot like right after he said that, though. So oh, 
Never mind. I'm sorry. I, I, I retract that comment. <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's a fiction. It's yeah. in the future. It's 100 years in the future. Fiction, folks. <laughs> oh, my Christ. Imagine that. If we were at war with the States, we'd get fucked. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. I, I think so. They're, they're our big brother, and big brother wins. Yeah. Do you read comics at all? Like, and any of the new shit? I don't, actually, which just sucks, because I'm a huge... I'm a huge superhero fan. I'm not... I hate to say it, but most of my fandom came recently from all the movies. Yeah, as um, most people... That's, like, their way in for, yeah. like, almost anyone. Exactly. Like, I definitely did used to read comics when I was little. I wasn't, uh... A, what's it called? A diehard. Like, I have to get this issue this week. But I, like, every now and then I'd go to... I'm one of those guys. Yeah, there you go. And I'm starting to turn into one of those guys. Um, and I don't complain about that in the slightest. Um, but every now and then I'd go get gas whenever I was with my dad. And we'd be in the store and I'd see a comic. I'm like, Dad, can I get a comic, please? And he was like, yeah, sure. So... Most of, the, most of the issues I ever got were Superman, um, which is funny because before I even got this huge interest in Superman, I was already attracted to Superman. Yeah. That's... Mine, when I was a kid, was a Batman because they had, there was like a, this Batman cartoon, and there was, there was like those Batman movies, and that was kind of my way in, and I, I, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think in high school, I actually started reading the Batman comics. I never read them when I was younger. But I, I did read like a lot of Marvel and then mostly Spider-Man when I was younger. Because Spider-Man came out right when I was about 10 years old. And yeah. So that was the time I was like, I want to go to the comic book store. And I just started like buying like, so many fucking yeah. Spider-Man comics. I remember my mom bought me like all the old Spider-Man cartoons. Oh, when yeah? I was little, I grew up on that stuff. Like the, like the cartoon series that were made in the 90s, I think it was 95. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, it's about then. Yeah. That's the, that was my Spider-Man series. And then, of course, I watched the original Spider-Man, which was just... Hilarious. The movies or the, the 60s cartoons, cartoons? The 60s cartoons. Yeah. Those were great. I think I watched more of those than I did of the 90s cartoon. Yeah. Because it seemed like when I was younger that the 90s cartoon was like never on, but they always put the 60s show on Teletoon like every night. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of the 60s show. Yeah. No, he's definitely my favorite of the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. He's like everyone's. Yeah. Spider-Man is... He is their Superman. Um, you should be reading the, uh, I'm not sure if the Superman comics are any good right now. I have no idea who's writing them. They're doing the new 52, I know, right they now. They did that, they started that a couple years ago, yeah. so they're at about issue 45, I think. Yeah. Issue 45 of Superman just came out this week. And I think issue 46 of Batman came out, like, last week. Uh, Batman's so good. Yeah. Oh my god. The stories in Batman are insane. Yeah, man, yeah. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> it's so good. And I hear one woman's really good too. They got um, a married couple like working on this. So like the the wife is uh, her name is um, Meredith Finch. I think she writes it, mm-hmm. and David Finch draws it. And he's a very famous like detailed uh, like artist. He's the kind of he draws like sort of like this style. Like, That's cool. Or like everyone's just like so fucking ripped, and you see like all like the little veins in their muscles, and it's super detailed, super and insane, cut. super cut and crazy. Yeah. I think Superman's still wearing a t-shirt. I think he's still Superman's wearing like a, a Superboy t-shirt. t-shirt? I guess so. Like the black one with the red logo? No, 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 no. no. Superman, he's he's like he's I don't know, he's thirty ish and he's just wearing like blue jeans and like a, a blue Superman t shirt. He's not That's wearing cool. he's not wearing a costume right now. It is kinda cool. But I think they kinda went back and forth with it. I think he was wearing the outfit he's wearing like the costume for a bit. Yeah. Maybe it's just in Justice League he wears the costume, but then in the in the regular Superman comic he just wears like the jeans and a t shirt thing. Jeez. But um I haven't been keeping up with that, but yeah. uh, some someday I'll get into it. Yeah, maybe in the summer I can get ca- actually caught up with that stuff. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's not possible. Go it's on YouTube, possible. and there's there's people who make channels where it's like um, 
know your comics or something like that. And they just kind of have, like, um, they'll tell you everything that kind of happened with a particular character or a particular storyline. So they'll kind of fill you in. Just Google it. But the thing is, continuity is so dense in these comics because Superman's been around since 1939. So what, yeah. that's almost like, what, 70-some years, 75 years or something, 76? Mm -hmm. um, it's impossible to kind of be like, catch up on everything. So uh, just kind of like, know the, the sort of broad strokes and I don't know. I don't think you can... You're always going to be learning stuff. You can't yeah. like go to a convention and say, hey, I'm a Superman fan and have some other guys say, hey, you don't know anything about Superman. I've been reading for so long because that would just be rude. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think as long as you're a fan, as long as you will like support like the movies, you know, you'll go to see the movie or you'll occasionally like buy a costume or an action figure. As long as you support the industry, then that's cool. I have no like level of fandom as long as you don't say anything dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I like, totally get you. Like Spider Man's actually a communist metaphor. It's like okay, please leave. <laughs> please leave. I don't want to talk to you about exactly. that shit. Exactly. Uh, but you know, there you go. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, shit! I can just talk about comics all day. Uh, fucking... Okay, okay, okay. So, this is Halloween. Um, tell me some scary stories. I've had some ghost experiences, but, yeah. like, nothing that I can really sort of talk about at length, where it's like, ooh, that's spooky, you know. Gotcha. Well, I'm, uh, I think that's half the reason why I am so in love with Ghostbusters, is because I have been... My family, like, we're, we're weird. <laughs> we're okay. a mess. Um, my family and I, we've really been interested in the paranormal for as long as I can remember. And I think that's the reason why I like Ghostbusters so much because it's such a cartoonish and cool way of looking at everything paranormal. And I just I think it's awesome. Like, like if this shit was actually real, Ghostbusters is the way I'd want it to be. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. And um, so, yeah, I um, believe heavily in the paranormal. I've had, I've had a lot of experiences, actually, myself. Um, um, on a kind of a sad note here, um, my dad, he had this friend they used to work with... Um, I forget when they first met each other, but anyway, they, my dad was an only child, and they, him and this uh, guy pretty much became brothers, because they were so tight, and uh, he always used to come over to our house almost every night for, for dinner, and we'd hang out for a little bit. I don't remember too much of him, but I just kind of remember him. Okay. Um, he, uh, he sadly committed suicide in 2001, and uh, like I said, I don't remember too much of him, but uh, there are definitely certain times in the house back home where I feel I am not alone, yeah. <laughs> and, and I know I should be. Um, but we've had uh, many moments, like not just me, but my mom and my dad. And um, Ashley, my dad, he worked with him at John Deere back when he was a mechanic there. Okay. And uh, every single year, they do this thing called John Deere Day, where they put up posters, have customer appreciation come in, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, usually dad and Andy was his name would uh, usually be in charge of getting all the promotion stuff done. So Andy would come over every single year, go down in the John Deere room slash computer room or dad's office, okay. and they just shoot the shit, do all that stuff for the whole night long, just getting stuff ready, stay up all night just to get stuff ready for John Deere Day. Yeah. Then they go to work and they do it. And uh, the first year that dad did this without Andy, um, he was just working down down in the computer room. Um, I'm not sure if many of you guys are familiar with this, but 3 o'clock is known as dead time because that is known in the morning that is known as the most paranormally active hour in the day. I had no idea. Yeah, so get to sleep before 3 o'clock, guys. Okay. Because it kills me whenever that happens. Anyway, um, so Dad said he was kind of just rounding 3 o'clock, wasn't exactly there yet, but um, he was really into his work. He was doing a poster, just not like just minding his own business, not really doing anything. Now, our computer room is in our basement. Like There is no way. There's no doors, nothing that could get down there. Like I, I'll swear on anything here, guys. Nothing can get down there. Like, there's no wind, nothing. Okay. Um, Dad's just working down at this thing, 
And uh, for many of you guys that know Snap-on Tools, which is a tool company, yep. um, yeah, Dad has this little statue that my mom gave him a long time ago. And it's this guy standing at a Snap-on Toolbox, and he flipped down the lid and he goes, Snap-on, nothing even comes close. <laughs> and uh, anyway, sorry, back to the thing. He was just working at his uh, work on the ground there, doing whatever. And instantly, out of nowhere, he, found, he felt this huge breeze just kind of hit him. And it brought him up to his to his feet. He just kind of stood there for a second and just... He had no idea what really just happened. And right after that happened, the toolbox, like this little mini statue toolbox, flipped down and went, snap on, nothing even comes close. And he just darted upstairs. Like, first year without Andy. Yeah. Working away, rounding 3 o'clock in the morning. In the basement. There's no way wind can get down there. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And, for many, and if any of you guys don't know, um, signs of a spirit is a cold feeling or a wind kind of thing yeah it's like in every yeah. sort of supernatural horror film right? yeah and it's true like there has been there like I shouldn't say studies what am I saying like whenever like ghost hunters or anything like that like that's usually when there is a kind of a cold spot that can represent a spirit yeah yeah um so he said it was this cold breeze that hit him and it just he had no idea where it came from and then of course the uh, toolbox lid snapped down and yeah freaky yeah yeah he uh he actually didn't tell me that until f- about three or four years ago because he was scared of what, <laughs> what we were thinking. Because, like I said, my whole family believes in the supernatural. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, that did toy with me for a little bit. I was like, damn, Dad. Shit. I don't know that. And, uh, but anyway, but now my experience um, with Andy. Um, I was in my room one night. I just got done cleaning my room the day before. Um, I kind of put everything, like, I, I tidied up. It looked good. But the thing that happened when I went to bed that night was, out of everything that I cleaned up, I was really happy with my TV section because my TV just looked, it looked so neat. And I'm just like, oh, have you ever like done something so you're so proud of me you just want to focus on it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that fucking TV looks great. And, uh, but I couldn't. And there's something drawing me to the closet. I didn't even go near my closet that day. Like, I think I might have put two shirts in there. Okay. But my closet kept on standing out to me. And I'm just like, no, don't worry about it. No, nothing, nothing. And then first thought that comes in my head and goes, Andy is going to open up my closet. Andy is here right now. And I'm just like, no, no, shut up, Dewey. You're just, you're overthinking. You're tired. You did a lot of work today. No, just be, no, stop it. And I'm just in that nice little mid-range between you're almost asleep and not really. And I, I'll swear on anything here, guys. I swear to God. Um, I start to hear this creaking. And it was enough, it was loud enough to actually wake me up. And I shit you not, I watch my closet door open. Fuck, dude. I watched it open, and I instantly ran out of bed, quickly shut it, turned on the light. I was like, I don't know what the hell that was, and I, I started talking out loud. I said, I don't know what that is, but I said, Andy, if that's you, glad to know you're here. Please don't ever do that again. It scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that that one messed with me for a while. Um, I, I appreciate it now, and I wish for more stuff like that to happen. But uh, Oh, really? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like the good stuff. As long as I know it's not a... Um, like a uh, an evil, like a demonic force, yeah, or uh, yeah. or uh, an, with an bat, like an evil intention kind of spirit. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can kind of take what I saw or experienced and kind of sit through it, I, and I like that. Um, that was pretty crazy. Um, just on another side note of that, um, my actual name is Andrew. Yeah, uh, my uh, full name is Andrew Thomas Stewart, and. Um, before, like, I they I was named before, well before we met Andy. Mm. And even though I never really, I can't really remember him as well, I always do feel his connection to him. And uh, his, actually, his first two names were Andrew Thomas as well. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And on top of that, I actually babysit the kid that moved into his house after that his parents moved out of. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, it's like a hundred-year-old farmhouse. And um, 
Yeah, I'd be lying to say if I wasn't freaked out a few times. Yeah, there just one, because like weird shit happens. Uh, no, I wouldn't even really say happens. It's just I think that that one was more of a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, hundred year old farmhouse, countless families been in there. It's an old house, so obviously stuff can happen. Yeah, but um, uh, I'll never forget the dog just started barking one night at nothing, and she was looking out the window. There was nothing there, and I went over, and of course the kid was in bed, so it was just me waiting for the parents to come home, and this dog's barking at absolutely nothing. I'm trying to settle her down, and she won't. She would not settle down. And, um, that, that, that creeped me out, mm-hmm. creeped me out quite a bit. Um, but I, it, after I kind of thought it through, I was like, no, it's probably just Andy. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, a recent one actually about Andy, um, a year and a half ago, my dad and I went to the Field of Dreams in Iowa. If anyone has ever seen that movie. I've, I haven't fucking seen it. I heard it's good. It, it, it's a good, it's a good father-son movie, especially if you like baseball. It's a really good father-son Kevin movie. Costner in that movie? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Kevin Costner. And, uh. My dad and I always wanted to go to Field of Dreams, and last year was actually the 25th anniversary of the movie, and it fell on Father's Day. And um, we were just kind of looking up, um, we, we, we saw it on the internet, we were like, oh, that's pretty cool, and we saw that they are actually going to have most of the cast come back to the field. No way! And uh, have a huge Field of Dreams celebration weekend. And I looked at Dad, I said, Dad, if we're going to go, we need to go now. And he just said, yeah, sure. So we got work off. Um, I ended work that night at 10 o'clock, then we drove for 17 hours to Iowa Strait, and got there, and had an amazing experience. It was just, got to meet Kevin Costner. No way! Yeah, I signed my baseball glove, got to meet um, Dwyer Brown, who played his dad in the film, um, Timothy Busfield, who played uh, the jerk uncle, I shouldn't say uncle, well, uncle to his daughter, but a uh, brother-in-law. Okay. Um, the guy kept on saying, you can't sell this field, you can't sell this field, Ray, or no, you have to sell it, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really neat. We watched the movie on the field with Kevin Costner about 20 feet away from us. And nice. I think it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, definitely one of the things that it's ever going to stand out. And I think it definitely made... My dad and I have a really good friendship and relationship, but I think that definitely brought it stronger. Uh-huh. So that was cool. Um, but anyway, um, Andy's sister we still keep in touch with. And um, I guess she went to go see a medium recently, actually. And right after we came back from our trip, and um, she said um, that this guy, the medium that she was talking to, um, said he's coming through, or whatever. Like, you have a loved one coming through. Oh, and she thought it was Andy. Take it, th- take this how you guys want. I know a lot of people don't believe in mediums. Mm. I believe in some. Some are skept- I'm very skeptical of some, and some I believe firmly in. This one I believe firmly in because this scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, in a good way. Okay. Um. She, was, she went to the medium, and she said, um, this guy's coming through, and she said, okay, that's my brother. And um, what happened was, he said, he uh, he's happy to talk to you, but he wants to talk to his brother, or a really good friend of a long time, and he said, and he just came and saying, this guy never shuts up. Like, this guy, he's talking about this guy, he's, he's very happy, he's very jolly, he doesn't shut up, he's always talking to someone, and she said, Jim Stewart, which is my dad. And it's so true. The guy... The, the, the day the guy, all of his friends die or whatever, he's just going to start talking to himself. I know he will. Just because he just he loves to talk. Um, but I am my father's son. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact. But, um, yeah, so she said, okay, Jim. And he said, yeah, he wants to say that he recently went on a trip with with him. And she said, where? And she says, I'm seeing a baseball field. And I'm seeing, like, a heaven kind of thing. And if you guys have ever seen Field of Dreams, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. That's one of the biggest parts of it. And uh, we met up with Jenny a few nights later, and she saw the baseball diamond playing catch um, at the park there. 
And uh, she's like, oh, this is what he meant then. And, and um, Dad said, no. Because she had no idea we went to Feel the Dreams recently. And uh, she said, what do you mean? She said, we went to Feel the Dreams recently. And uh, she said, are you kidding? He said, no. He said, Andy came through saying he went on a trip with you to a baseball field where there was lots of people. It was kind of like a heaven kind of look. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that gave me shivers. Like, that just... Yeah. There, there's no way to describe that. I mean, that that, that was weird. Mm. Um, so, for you guys that don't believe in mediums, explain it. Explain that for me, because I still can't. I get, that, I get that kind of shit all the time. I've never been to one, but uh, my mom's been to a bunch of them, and we were at, like, a restaurant in the States one time, and uh, this woman went, went up to my mom. She's like... I'm sorry, uh, I don't ever do that. She's with her daughter. So it's like, she's not going to, this medium isn't going to try to do some business while she's out with her daughter, right? And she's like, I just got some weird energy from you. And she's like, I, I don't know, I'm sensing some weird thing in your life. And she described a bunch of shit that's happening, like, in our actual lives at the time. We had, like, some sort of big family dispute. And she kind of described that, like, I think, like, your brothers or your brother-in-laws or something are fighting with you. It's like, it's like holy shit, that is happening. And she's like, oh, look, just here, here's my card, and just come, I don't know, call me up if you want, we can just, I don't know, talk. And it's like, well, that's fucking weird. And uh, all my life, it's just, I, my mom's just been telling me all these weird, very specific things that mediums have been uh, telling her. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm a believer of that kind of shit as well. Yeah. And I feel like there's just so much weird supernatural shit that happens in the world that you yeah. cannot explain. Exactly. You cannot, my, uh, so... My grandpa, who I never actually met, because he died before I was born, Dad quotes him every single time something like this happens. He says, I don't know what's out there, and I don't care what anyone says, but there is something we don't know about. Whether it is a supernatural being, something scientific, whatever, there is something that we do not know about. Yeah. And I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Do you know Laura in my class? Laura Meadows? Yeah. Yes. I tried, I wanted to get her as well, because she was the first person that came into my mind, because she mm. tells, like, a lot of ghost stories, because I'm not sure... She's so cool. Yeah, she's a fucking fantastic... She's yeah. so cool. I love her. She's so great. Yeah. And, um, I'm not sure if she's, like, a, um, a medium, if that's, like, the kind of word, but she has a kind of, um, connection to the spiritual world, and she's able to sense things and communicate with spirits in ways that normal people can't, and her mom has the same sort of abilities as well, and so she, um, Laura knows a lot about, uh, cleansing homes and, uh, communicating with the dead. Yeah, stage, and all all these kind of things, and, um, she's related to some nightmares, experiences that she had. Did you ever live in Winters? I did, last year. Oh, Christ, there's so many people who fuck around with Ouija boards in Winters. And that's not a good idea, that's, folks... Believe it or not, please do not do that, because the one thing with Ouija boards is that you are contacting the spirit world, and you have whether you think you're contacting a certain one, you have no control what comes through. You have no control. And if it is a demonic force, which there has been lots of evidence that there can, that, that can happen, you're screwed. You're screwed. There's nothing to do. Like, I mean, if you're ready for an exorcism, if it gets to that point, or a demonic force or anything like that, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, they're they're not things you play around with, and I hate. I've been into stores before where they're selling in the board game section, and there's a Ouija board. I'm like that kills me every single time. Yeah, I hate that. I don't I, I don't like to use that word. I don't like to use the word hate, but I do hate that because it's fucked up. Yes, it's majorly fucked up. I was just thinking about this uh, like earlier this last week because I was listening to another podcast where some dudes were talking about the experiences they had with Ouija boards, and like I was just thinking they sell these things that fucking like Toys R Us and shit. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. No. But see, I I don't remember exactly mm, the details for the story she told, but there was uh, a couple times when people were fucking around with Ouija boards, and they uh, had uh, some belligerent spirits that were sticking around. 
and it was following Laura around, and it was, I think, like, she tried to, like, um, make it go away, because it was following, like, some person, maybe it was Sarah, or uh, Rosalind, and, um, she tried to get it away, and they started following her, and she had this, like, terrible luck, and she always had this, like, terrible feeling all the time, and I think eventually she got rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember she just telling me all these really freaky things that would happen to her. Uh, and luckily, I never had any experiences like that. I think one of the closest things I've had was, um, when I was about 10 years old, We my family moved to a new house. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of convinced that there was like some sort of spirit in there. My sister was, and my uncle was. My dad never sort of believed in spirits. But I, I, I often always had the feeling that I was being watched. And I would always sort of hear at nighttime in the hallway... I always heard like these really soft footsteps, like in the hallway, just kind of like, I don't know, feel it feels like, yep, sort of like like that kind of sound. And I was like, it's just my imagination. And then uh, um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, we had been together for like a year or so, and I kind of brought up to her one time, "Do you ever feel like you're being watched in my house?" And then suddenly she was like, "Dude, I've seen some shit." She, she said, I, "Yeah, like I never mentioned this to her." And she said, "I've fucking seen someone standing in your living room." I've never fucking mentioned it to you because I thought it was crazy. But there, I've seen someone just standing in your living room, and it wasn't any of your family members. It was like an older, it was like an old woman, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Because I um, I had seen an old woman. I, I was um, I had sort of woken up one night, and I opened my eyes, and there was someone standing over top of me. Swear to God, I closed my eyes, and then the person was gone. I was like, "Okay, maybe I was seeing something." But the the image was so vivid, though it wasn't just like a blur. It was like an actual like I saw someone yeah. there. And, um, then I never mentioned to anyone, cause like, it was probably just a bad dream. You know, you try not to think about it, so maybe you'd, yeah. you'll be like, oh, I just imagine it. Um, a couple months later, my uncle was staying over, and he said, like, motherfucker, you know, last night I woke up and I saw there's, like, this fucking old woman standing over top of me. And I was like, oh, shit, the same not thing happened to me. you, too. And so I was like, fuck, cause I had never mentioned it before, so the fact that he brought it up was like, that's a coincidence. Um, so that's kind of the biggest one... Is your family still in that, that house? That I can think of. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah? Yeah. Have they ever done any research about the history of that house? Like, how old is the house? The house was, I would say it was built maybe like 80s, and maybe 90s. It's not that old. You should go to the library and, or the archives and see if they can find anything. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's some creepy shit. Yeah, that's what I would do. Like, I, 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 I love that stuff. As, as we know. <laughs> oh, man, fuck. And uh, my bedroom that I was staying, it was a pretty big bedroom. It was maybe the size of this one, mm-hmm. with like a, like a closet as well. So maybe it was a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And I always fucking feel like there was someone in there. And like when you, in nighttime, when you turn the lights off, there was like some parts of the room that were just way too black to be normal. Yeah. And it was just so strange. And then I moved out of that room eventually. And then my sister moved in there and she kept saying the same shit. Like she always felt like there was someone fucking in there with her. And so fuck, man, maybe this shit is real, because I haven't thought about this in, like, oh, God knows how long, so now that I'm bringing it up, it's like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, it can be scary stuff, but, um, yeah. No, I, I, I love it, though. Absolutely love it. It's so interesting, but that shit keeps me up. Yeah. Keeps me up at night. Oh, yeah, it does keep me, it keep, there's a, been a few times it keeps me up at night, I'm just like, oh, did I really experience what I experienced? Because there was a while there, that closet story, I was like, maybe you were just in a mid-dream, but I can remember it clear as day. I remember touching my closet. I remember physically stopping the closet from opening and putting it through. I can feel it. I can feel it. I did not dream that. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So did you feel like some sort of cold force or something? I didn't actually. Okay. Oh, I, I, I might have just been in the moment just too scared. I just literally grabbed the closet, slammed it shut, yeah. and I was like, don't you dare do that again. And that was it. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I, I was just so freaked. That was probably when I was in grade 10 or 11. But do do horror movies scare you at all? <laughs> I don't watch horror movies, and that's the reason why. Oh, yeah? Because I believe in that stuff. Um, the monsters and all that stuff, but yeah, I'll watch those, because I think those are fun. The stupid horror movies, oh, God, yes, those are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as... Uh, when it comes to, like, killers and shit, like, psycho movies and stalker movies... Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't phase no. me. I don't. I, don't I realize there's some messed up people out there. I get it. No I one's gonna that. be wearing like a like a scream mask or be wearing like a hockey mask and try to chase me down. It's like it's my, no one's gonna get in my apartment. Yeah. But when it comes to like spirits and shit, if they do, I applaud them like hell. Yeah, you know, it's like good for you. You, you went pretty hardcore there, sir. Like <laughs> it's like that line. In the, there's a line in Scream when it was like, "Movies don't create psychos. Movies just make psychos more creative." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I, <was> like, <laughs> I remember that actually. Yeah. Yeah, but no, um, Conjuring, that, that one messed with me. Because that's actually based off a real couple. Yes, it was. I yeah. fucking watched that movie last week. Scared yeah. the shit out of me. Ed and Lorraine Warren. That's, they're, they're real. Um, if you have ever watched it, it's no longer on. And I actually kind of thank am thankful for it. Because that show, like, me being, like, a huge... I used to watch Creepy Canada all the time. Yeah. Love Creepy Canada. Um, pretty much any paranormal movie, uh, show I would watch. But Paranormal State was the name of it. They often dealt with demonic forces. No way. And that's that's when I get fully creeped out and can't handle it. That's when I have to leave. And they actually have the real Lorraine Warren come in lots of times and do... Like the the ghost hunter woman? Yeah. like the So you know the woman in The Conjuring who's married to... Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Patrick Wilson, yeah. That, she's a real woman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they'll have her come in. She's fucking old by now, right? She is old. But uh, still going strong as far as I know, though. Um, she was actually... She had a cameo in Annabelle... Oh, yeah? Yeah, not too many. Only Paranormal Freaks <laughs> probably caught on, like me. Um, we were sitting in the theater room to go see Annabelle, and I was just kind of looking. I was like, that's it! That's Lorraine Warren! The like, real girl! What? No, like, that's, that's, that's Lorraine Warren. Like, no, that's not the character. I'm like, yeah, no, that's the real one! And I was like, shut up. I'm like, cool. So was the fucking Annabelle real? Uh, the Annabelle doll is real, but it's actually Raggedy Ann doll. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, and they have it cleansed, I believe, um, because what, Ed and Lorraine Warren, I think Ed is dead. I could be wrong. Okay. I don't know. Please don't quote me on that. I, I don't know. Um, I honestly just can't remember. But what they do is that, which you do see in the movie, um, they have uh, a room um, filled with haunted objects from all their cases. Yeah. And that's where they keep them safe. And they have it cleansed once a month um, or every two I forget how often it is, but to make sure that nothing malevolent or evil comes out of that room. Mm-hmm. And one of the worst objects in that room is the Annabelle doll. Which is actually Raggedy Ann doll. Of course, they made it more scarier for the movie. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to lie. The, the Raggedy Ann doll looks scary shit, too. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, the Conjuring kind of freaked me a little bit. Annabelle I didn't like as much. I was like, eh. What, what happened with like, the Raggedy Ann doll? What was the story behind that? Um, oh, wow. I forget the full story now. All I know is that it was possessed by a specific demon, I believe. Yeah. And they kept it around this house and... Yeah, I forget this story. All I know is that there was there was definitely a demonic force attached to it, and there's no way of getting rid of it until they got rid of the doll and cleansed this family and have to constantly keep on cleansing that doll, mm-hmm. especially because the amount of negative energy that that came off that doll was just insane. So, yeah, it's nuts, absolutely nuts. But I haven't had any experience with that stuff. Yeah. Knock on wood. Like, hopefully not. But you know. 
That, that's that's when I get officially creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this doll somewhere in California. I don't remember the fucking name of this doll now. But this was a doll, like a haunted doll that I think supposedly Chucky was like the inspiration for. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't remember the name of it. I forget. Yeah, but I know Chucky was actually based off a, and like, a doll. Um, the, now, the actual the historical doll didn't kill anyone or anything no. like that. Um, and I've seen the thing in real life. I don't remember what it was. The, the story was that there was this kid who kind of carried this doll around everywhere, and it was more like um, something out of Goosebumps, where like the, the kid would do like this bunch of really crazy shit, and he would say, oh, the fucking doll made me do it, because like, the dolls kind of like do this or I'll kill you kind of shit. Yeah. And um, I don't remember what the fuck happened, but I think they locked the doll up. They actually chained the doll up, like the mom of the kid, and they locked it in like the cellar, and then they fucking just moved the fuck out of there. And then the doll became something of, like, an urban legend and then became, like, a historical sort of object. And now it's in a some sort of, like, supernatural museum in Cal- um, in Florida, actually. Florida. Jeez. And um, I've been there. I've seen it. And there was this story that if you... You can take a picture of the doll, but you have to ask the doll permission first. Because if you don't, like, the picture of the doll won't come out. There'll be something wrong with it. Uh, and you'll get bad luck. Um, or if you disrespect the doll when you're in its presence, you'll get bad luck. And all this crazy shit. Um... I don't know if that's true. I think it's in people's heads. Mm-hmm. But there was a woman... The people who worked there had all these crazy stories of, like, the dolls that are fucking alive. And, and like, it, it, it supposedly, like, got out of its, like, case and fucking kicked someone at some point. And, like, that kind of shit. And they didn't, like, see it, like, right up close. But, like, Damn. out of the peripheries, they saw, like, they saw, like, the doll moving around. I'm gonna have to look more of that stuff up. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, but, like, when, when you look at it, you're like, oh, it's just a fucking doll. It's, you know, weird looking, I guess. But, um... When I was there on the tour, there was this um, they're, they're family of like people from the states, and they were very—I'm uh, not sure where they were from—but they had very thick sort of southern accents. And the woman, uh, like the mother of the family, she was freaking out. She was like, "Oh Lord, I ain't, I ain't fucking, I ain't going near that doll. Oh shit!" And she was like having a panic attack. She's having a fucking panic attack. She yeah. was telling her kid not to say anything. She was telling her husband like, "Don't, don't take a fucking picture. Don't even talk to the doll. We're just gonna get out of here." She was freaking out. She left, and she would. She was like hysterical the entire trip. It was, yeah, like obviously nothing happened, but like you know, she was. She thought it was. This was very like, real in her mind. Yeah. Damn. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Americans. Yeah. Americans. Americans. No offense to any. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. America's yeah. great. Yeah. But yeah, wow. No, it, it's it's pretty creepy. Um, just like Grandpa says, there's something out there we do not know about. Definitely is. Definitely is. I've had a lot more experiences too. It's kind of more indirectly. Um, one of my friends actually from high school, she sent me two, two uh, videos actually that where she caught some um, EVP. No way. Yeah. Um. She uh, was in uh, this cemetery in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and um, there's two very distinct moments in these two videos where they hear voices. And, um, and I have the videos. Like um, I can't sadly show you in the podcast here, but I can try and show you them after if you'd like. Yeah. Um, she, uh, her middle name is Anna, and they were trying to... She, she believes in paranormal stuff, too. And she was just had the camera just kind of riffing, doing whatever, trying to connect with random, with random spirits or whatever, and it wasn't really working. And as she... Uh, gets up to this tree, she says, I feel like I'm being restrained right now. I feel like I'm being restricted. Like, there is a tightening in my chest and on my neck. Mm-hmm. And um, she says, I honestly do not... I don't feel okay. Like, I might have to kind of sit down here. And uh, as she's saying that, her mom goes, what? She says, really? And she goes, yeah. She goes, okay, this is my daughter. This is 2014, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
this is not your daughter, blah, 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 this is mine, this is not Anna. And as you hear that, they were the only people in the cemetery that day. Whether you folks want to believe me or not, that's up to you. But I swear to God, that's what she said, I trust her. I have the video, and the only ones in the shots are her family. And out of nowhere, you can hear a distant voice that says, that's my daughter, and it comes out of nowhere. And nobody heard it at the time that they filmed it. And Megan said, you know, I had to go back and listen to it after, and that's when we found it. I got goosebumps right now, dude. Yeah, like, I will show, oh, dude, wait till you get, wait till you see the video. I, yeah, yeah, it's there. And there's another one where they go in front of a tombstone, you can hear kind of a man chuckling in the background, and, yeah, and that one, I don't know, that one, I'm not saying I'm skeptical, but I, there might be a few different reasons, because actually, well, some people don't know that all paranormal investigators, before they actually label something paranormal, they want to debunk it first. Mm -hmm. So for any of you guys out there that think it's all horseshit, all of it, Maybe the TV shows are, I mean, because they got to make it interesting to watch, right? But they generally debunk before they'll ever label anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're not there to make everybody believe. They're there to do their job and find out more for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, those, those, those are two crazy videos that I've watched, and, yeah. The first one still plays with me. Yeah. There you go. Spirit world, dude. Spirit world. Hey, so uh, we just took a little bit of a break. We are back now. I went to the washroom and took a long SP. It was really great. And uh, so wait, Dewey showed me like the um, the videos he was talking about earlier, like uh, in the uh, in the cemetery where like the group of girls like heard these um, voices in the background. Creepy shit. It was it was like it's legit. So let me walk you through this. So the first one, it, it, there's a what was it? it was like three girls. Yeah, there's three of them there. It's her. Actually, I believe there's four. There's her mom. There's her cousin. There's her aunt. And then there's her, mm -hmm. and Megan. And Megan's been holding the camera, right? Yes. So um, the first little part, he showed me. There's there, the girls are walking through a cemetery. They stop in front of like a, a gravestone, and um, she's holding the camera to it. It says, uh, "Here lies Emma," something something. And then the Megan's like laughing. <laughs> hey, we have Emma over here too. And then you hear uh, a man who sounds very close to the camera going, <laughs> like that. But there's no men there. It sounds like the Megan who's holding the camera is making that noise, but she's not making that noise. That's not her voice. She has a high-pitched voice. She's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, that's fucked up, dude. And there's no one else in the cemetery. You can see it in the video. No one else is there. And the other clip was, um, yeah, so um, it was Megan. She's, she's holding the camera still. She's walking. Suddenly she kind of drops the camera by her side. And so it's kind of dangling around, and it's, you can just sort of see her feet and everything. She's saying, I feel, guys, I feel like... Somebody's fucking holding my neck. I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything, but it, it hurts. And then her mom comes by, and then they start saying, look, this is my daughter. I know we kind of, like, we're trying to talk to a spirit earlier, but no, this is my daughter. You can't take her. Please leave us now. And then um, she brings the camera back up for a moment, and right when she brings the camera back up, you, there's, like, a tree in the picture, and uh, suddenly you hear this voice saying, that's my daughter. It sounds like someone... I don't know, who's kind of, like, right beside them is sort of, like, saying this shit. Except no one's talking. No one's saying anything like that. And who the fuck would be saying that in the group? You can't explain that shit. It's fucking creepy as hell. Uh, so there you go, kids. You never know when some crazy ass shit's gonna happen. Don't fuck around with the supernatural, because the supernatural will fuck around with you. Yep. Not that right. So here you go, I guess. Um... Anyway, so this has been episode two. I gotta get going. I'm going on a trip to Edmonton, and my mom's gonna pick me up at like two. So that's you know pretty close to now. And about three minutes, yeah. <laughs> about a half an hour. I live ten minutes away, so it's there okay. Um, fuck, yo, man. 
It has been a fucking pleasure coming over and sitting down with you. I am thank you for, uh, so glad it's happening. Thank you for wanting to sit down with me. That, I'm, yeah, I talk about this stuff all the time whenever I can, so please. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> so, uh, fuck, I don't know. You'll probably be a regular guest, maybe like next week or the week after. I don't know. Eventually, sometime, we'll have you back on, because I'm going to try to do this thing every week, Every week, you know, kind of give me something to do with myself. Um, so, yeah. Um, Sweet. I guess this has been the Halloween special of the Why Bother Radio Hour. I'm Marcus Bernacci. I am Dewey Stewart. And we will see you next week. Goodbye, everyone, and happy Halloween.